Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Well, as uh, depressing as uh, Raptors' loss was last night, uh, it was uh, even more frustrating was watching the telecast because uh, for those of you that didn't uh, get up every time there was a commercial break to go refill the chip bowl or get a beverage, uh, we were inundated with political ads, which is maybe not totally surprising because we know that there is going to be a federal election in October. Uh, and you figure, well, why now? Well, there's a couple of reasons for why they're doing it. First of all, they know there's going to be a huge TV audience for a playoff football, basketball game like this. But it was the tone and character of the ads, I think, that that's, has bothered an awful lot of people. Uh, these are what they call third-party ads. And uh, it's, uh, well, rather frustrating and, and a little troubling to see the kind of tone that's actually being done uh, by both sides in situations like this. So let's uh, let's peel back a few layers here and find out what's going on and who's responsible for this. Duff Conagher is with us. He is the co-founder of Democracy Watch, an adjunct professor also at uh, the University of Ottawa. Duff, thank you for the time. Good to have you with us today. My pleasure, Bill. Have you seen these ads? Yes. What's your what do you, what do you how do you read into this? What do you see there? Uh, well, everyone's always guessing why voters vote the way they vote, but one of the theories is it's based on the leader of a party and uh, people's impression of the leader and that one of the things to do um, is if you uh, are promoting a leader or opposing a, a leader you uh, you focus on their character and try and frame them in a certain way and plant that thought in people's minds so that they always think of the leader that way and that's what the opposing ads uh, last night were trying to do and taking advantage of the fact that um, most people watch sports live because they want to be right there in the action and cheering along with everyone else. Lots of other shows are, are taped, PVR'd, uh, but lots of people watch sports live, so they don't skip through the ads because mm-hmm. they're watching it live. They haven't taped it before. So I think that's the reason for where the ads ran, knowing it was a big audience that was watching live and, and wouldn't be as I normally do watch everything taped, and skip through the ads. So, you know, so those are the two things going on, I think. The, the one thing, the one commercial that jumped out at me, and it was obviously, well, we'll talk about these third-party guys in just a couple of minutes, but it was that, that you, I'm sure you've seen it, Duff, it's the, the group of people sitting around a conference table, uh, and they're saying, well, it's been four years, let's uh, evaluate Justin Trudeau. It's, it's the exact copy of the commercial they ran four years ago. Uh, and remember that one ended, well, oh. it has nice hair anyway. Yes. I figure, is that all you guys can come up with after four years? Because uh, it didn't work last time. No, it didn't work last time, but um, people uh, may not have seen it last time, may not remember it, or may want to be. they may want to be deliberately reminding people of what the Liberals promised and, did, and didn't deliver. So I think that's uh, also part of it, is to say, yeah, we're, we're still on the same theme because we told you uh, that he wasn't what the liberals were advertising and uh it's kind of a weird thing that the conservatives are using this tagline not as advertised in a lot of their ads um when it's a fact an ad that they're doing so does that mean their ad is not accurate as well i find that kind of a a curious tagline that they're using um but yeah they're all trying to frame each other and especially andrew shear uh, the groups opposing the Conservatives are trying to frame him because he isn't well-known uh, to Canadians. And again, one of the theories is that if you can frame the the leader in voters' minds, then that leader will have a great difficulty uh, removing that first thought that people have when they think of that leader. That's almost an essential part of every campaign now, isn't it? To, to, to try to define the other guy before they get to define themselves. Yes, and it's hard to do with 
Trudeau because he's had the four years, but with someone uh, newer in the spotlight like Sheer or Jagmeet Singh, then it is uh, more open in that that voters don't know them as well and may not even know their name. And uh, and so you do have that chance of trying to plant a seed in people's minds that, that will be difficult for the uh, leader to dislodge. And... Uh I want to t- let's talk about the rules, <laughs> uh, because there are rules about campaign uh, advertising, uh, but there's also some deadlines. I mean, the writ has not been dropped yet, so is is this the Wild West now where anything goes by anybody, or are there yeah. still some restrictions? No, no restrictions now, and the restrictions are going to start uh, on July 1st uh, when Parliament closes. And the reason for that is in British Columbia, restrictions were put in place for four months before the vote, including a period when Parliament was open, and interest groups challenged those restrictions and said, well, lobbying is our right, and it's an ancient right. It goes back to the right to petition the king for something back in England, and uh, we're just lobbying with these ads, and you can't restrict lobbying. It, we understand that you might want to restrict election advertising, but this is not election advertising. This is just part of our regular lobbying. And so the federal government, when when drafting this new law, uh, changing the federal elections law called Bill C-76, put in place uh, a restriction only starting after Parliament closed. So no one could argue that it was during a a time of regular lobbying. And no one's challenged the law so far. The limits are so high in the first two months before the real election campaign begins. From July to August, interest groups can spend a million dollars and parties a million and a half dollars on advertising and it's very unlikely that an interest group is going to spend in July and August a million dollars on ads just because lots of people aren't watching uh, anything at that time they're on vacation and it's not the best time to be spending they'll save their money uh, and spend it during the actual election campaign in the fall and by the way, the conservatives have already started. The, those those ads of uh, Andrew Shear walking down the street and you know talking about you know just uh, middle age you know middle income guy, all that sort of stuff. Those are those are conservative ads. But l- let's talk about these third party ads. There are two groups that seem prominent in this stuff. Def. One is called Shaping Canada's Future, and the other is Engage Canada. And uh, we're not sure exactly who these people are uh, or where they're getting their money from. No, when they spend more than ten thousand dollars during July and August, if they do. They will have to issue an interim report in September that will list their donors and give the details. Uh, as well, you'll be able to see what ads they have run, at least if they're doing it on social media, uh, on Facebook, because Facebook has just set up its registry mm-hmm. of ads. Uh, I don't think the registry is a great idea, actually, because it makes it easy for people to share false ads because you can go to one page and see all the ads and then click on the ones you want to share very easily. Yeah. They should be making it harder to share false ads, not easier, but that's what the liberals have done. And uh, the problem with these ads is even when the regulated period starts, starting July 1st, the uh, Bill C-76 severely weakened the uh, law against making false claims about candidates. And it's a really bad move because they've more than doubled the amount that uh, interest groups can spend on ads, which is also a bad move and was really made for no good reason. Uh, So more money and more false claims, all legal. And that sounds a lot like the 2016 U.S. presidential election. And uh, they made these moves in a bad direction, and we're going to see an election that will be more dishonest and more unfair 
because you'll have more more interest groups being able to spend more money on fake ads. Yeah, and and that's some uh, of a problem. And we had that discussion earlier when Facebook announced their policy about uh, a, a pol- political advertising. And I got the sense, uh, just from what I read about this stuff, anyway, Duff, that the, as you mentioned, there's going to be a registry. So they, you know, they tell us that they're going to be able to identify exactly where the money's coming from. But they they don't seem to pay much attention at all to content, and and that's that's the problem, isn't it? Yes, and they should have been required. Uh, and we're still calling on the Liberals to do a bill. In these last two weeks, it would be a simple one-page bill. First of all, cut down the amount of money, strengthen the false claims rule so that false claims about candidates are prohibited, and require the social media companies to report every ad and post that's election-related to Elections Canada and, and with Elections Canada empowered to uh, require the deletion of any ad that is clearly false. And if they don't do that in the next couple weeks and we see an election like the 2016 U.S. presidential election, it's all on the liberals. They're the ones who have let the social media companies off the hook. Uh, They've gone on for months and months saying they expect them to do the right thing instead of passing a law that would require them to do the right thing to stop secret fake online election ads. And the Liberals have really dropped the ball on this, and I predict an election very much like the 2016 U.S. presidential election because the Liberals' bill weakened the uh, rule prohibiting false claims and doubled the amount, more than doubled the amount of money that interest groups can spend on uh, their election advertising. It was bad moves in both directions. And if there was ever a time where there would, I think, within the public perception, be a, a, a thumbs up to say, okay, we've got to crack down on social media, it would be now because of what we've seen in the 2016 election and, and the references in the Mueller report about what happened in the United States, obviously. Uh, they, they had a, I, I, I don't want to say carte blanche, but they certainly had, I think, public support for doing something like this. And, and you're right. I mean, they basically let Facebook off the hook. Yeah, and, and maybe, you know, two years after an election, like we saw in the U.S., uh, Elections Canada might discover some false ad that was run secretly on Facebook. It took, took Facebook itself two years to discover the ads and posts that the Russian trolls were running. And two years after an election day is not early enough to stop the bad effects of false claims being made on social media posts. So uh, they should have regulated them. They didn't. And the uh, minister responsible, Karina Gould, recently said, it'll be up to the next government to deal with this. I said, well, okay, thank you for admitting that you absolutely did nothing to really effectively stop secret fake online election ads. So, uh, and more of them, again, because they've, they've let the interest groups now spend more than twice as much money as they were allowed to in the 2015 election on uh, these kind of ads. So it's, uh, I don't know why the liberal, what the liberals were thinking, unless they were thinking, hey, it would be a great thing to have an election like the... the the 2016 U.S. presidential election, which was a really bad, unfair, and dishonest election. So why would they think that was a good thing to do? How concerned should we be about, and again, to use that 2016 election as an example, uh, how concerned should we be about private money taking over as, as the accusations were flying about the U.S. elections. Uh, and we heard, you know, about the Koch brothers and all these other f- places where money was coming from. Uh, and it was kind of backdoor stuff. It was not according to Hoyle, uh, but it obviously was effective. Is, is that happening here or is the potential for that to happen here in Canada just increased? Yes, because the Liberals more than doubled the amount that they can spend on ads. And uh, they didn't take into account at all that 
advertising on social media costs way less than it does to advertise on TV. Uh, so we're not talking about an election 30 years ago. We're talking about an election now, and there was no reason to more than double the amount uh, that you can be spent on advertising because advertising is cheaper now. So it, it's far less than half as expensive to advertise on social media. And that's what you really worry about because Elections Canada can see an ad on TV just by watching TV or in the newspaper just by opening the newspaper uh, or on radio just by uh, having a media, media monitoring company monitor ads. And they can track down someone who might be running an ad who isn't registered and make sure they're not overspending and things like that. But on social media with highly targeted ads, uh, they can be run secretly. And uh, even with this registry, uh, we're not sure whether Facebook, uh, they're not really effectively required to report every ad uh, to Elections Canada, and the penalties are minuscule. So, you know, even in Facebook, it's all for their incentive to be running ads, especially if someone was spending a lot on them, because they make a lot of money from them, and they wouldn't want them stopped because of the amount of money they would make. And for violating that, they would pay a very small penalty. So the law is not strong enough to stop secret fake online election ads, and they more than doubled the amount that interest groups can spend on those ads. So we're going to see an election dominated by wealthy interests, more, as much as, it, as back in 1988, before any limits were put in place. And... and <laughs> The, the, I guess what exacerbates that concern here right now is not only is Facebook uh, waiting with open arms to bring these people in, say, yes, come advertise here. Uh, they've already got a database for the, for these advertisers to say, who do you want to reach? Because we can tell you right now where to go. Exactly. And that's the problem. Elections Canada can't see those ads. And so the law should have been changed and still could be. If the Liberals actually wanted to stop this stuff, they could draft uh, up a, a simple bill. It would, just change, it, would be, it would be like 10 lines long. It would change four key rules in the election law and would be one or two pages long, and it could be passed by Parliament before they break. And the Liberals have said, no, it's up to the next government. So they clearly don't want to stop this stuff. I don't know why, but when, again, if the fall election, as I predict, will be much like the 2016 U.S. presidential election, blame the Liberals. They have the majority government, and they have not done enough to stop secret fake online election ads and massive spending by wealthy interest groups dominating the debate. And that's what we're going to see happen this fall. But why the inaction on the government's part then? When I, I don't know. When I, they've seen can... it, they, they, just, they just saw it. Donald Trump got elected because basically they railroaded the election. And every, every expert said, you have to do more, you have to do more. And they kept saying, we expect the social media companies to do the right thing. I can only guess one thing. Uh, Kevin Chan, the, the head of uh, uh, government relations for Facebook Canada, is a, worked with uh, Ignatiev. Uh, there are people at Twitter Canada who worked with the Liberals. There are people inside the Liberals who worked for cabinet ministers who worked with the social media companies. So they're all together, one family, and protecting each other instead of protecting the public interest. That's the only thing that makes sense because every expert told them to do more, told them to do it right away, and they have done nothing in the past year despite experts and you know, we had thousands of people on our letter-writing campaign write the cabinet ministers and say, make these key changes. And the Liberals ignored everybody and have gone ahead and let the social media companies off the hook and made it easier, made it more legal to make false claims about candidates and more than doubled the amount that wealthy interest groups can spend on advertising. And they will spend it and they'll make false claims about candidates because they'll, they'll be pushing their agenda and 
one of the ways to push your agenda is is to uh, taint your opponent, the the party or candidate you don't want to win, uh, with something that is not true, but that goes viral and makes everybody think it is true. So you got to ask the Liberals. I, there's no explanation other than that they have friends in the social media companies and also former social media lobbyists are in working for cabinet ministers with the Liberals, and they decided to protect everybody. Uh, but not protect the public interest. Well, and the public interest is what should be a paramount interest. For them to actually say, well, we'll just wait and, and for the next government to do this, you don't know what the results of the election are going to be. I mean, if it's a broken system and we're going to say, basically they're saying we're going to leave it broken and, and maybe we'll fix it later on, it may not be them that's in charge. No, exactly. And uh, it's, I mean, they just admitted failure when, when Karina Gould said this last week, the Minister for Democratic Institutions said, we're still expecting the social media companies to do the right thing, and it will be left to the next government to uh, put in place laws if they don't. Why would you trust these people? Haven't you read the news over the last two years about Facebook? Privacy invasions, selling people's personal information to companies without notifying the Facebook users, uh, including to the, the company Cambridge Analytica that used that data to push false ads. And and not doing enough, even though they knew they were they were uh, open to uh, trolls placing secret online ads, not doing enough to stop it. I mean, this is Facebook that we're talking about, not a company that should be trusted based on everything that's come out in the last two years. Uh, even from people from within Facebook who formerly worked there, it said it's a dangerous company, and yet the liberals trust are trusting it to do the right thing. Is it because Kevin Chan? A former uh, who worked for a former Liberal Party leader is the head of lobbying there. Who knows? Uh, he's been investigated based on Democracy Watch's complaint for lobbying in secret and doing favors for for uh, Liberal cabinet ministers, like he helped Bill Morneau a few years ago compu- communicate the budget, something he does not do for Joe and Jane Average. So he did this special favor for the Minister of Finance. Is that why the Liberals are protecting Facebook instead of protecting the fairness and integrity of our election? I don't know. You have to ask Karina Gould. I hope you'll get her on. Uh, I would love to hear her explanation as to why the Liberals have done nothing effective to stop secret, fake online election ads that are going to undermine the integrity and fairness of the election in the fall. I mean, because it's fairly obvious to anybody who's, who's, who's checked into this. I mean, Facebook was not an innocent victim in, in, in this whole thing about the hacking. I mean, they were complicit oh. in that. Yes. Yeah, they, they opened up their uh, their uh, information and shared it with others uh, in violation of privacy laws. And the Liberals also haven't done anything to protect Canadians' privacy effectively. The Privacy Commissioner found Facebook guilty of violating the laws. Can he penalize Facebook? No, there's no penalty. So, I mean, again, the Liberals had a chance with this bill uh, to uh, protect Canadians' privacy, protect the integrity and fairness of our election, and have done neither and just punted it to the next uh, party that's in power. And and we're going to have a very unfair election that will determine who the next party in power is. Duff Conagher from uh, Democracy Watch, uh, obviously we're going to follow up on this, and uh, we'll uh, see just exactly how the minister is going to respond to this. Thanks so much for this today, Duff. My pleasure. Take care. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.